Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. As you may have noticed, Trailblazers now has its very own feed. The feed you were subscribed to before is now exclusively Pathfinder Academy, and this feed is exclusively Trailblazers. That means it's easier than ever to get exactly the content you want. I actively try to almost never ask you this, but if you get the chance, could you rate this new feed in iTunes? Since it's brand new, it's hard to find when searching for this and similar podcasts. So if you wouldn't mind taking a few minutes out of your day to rate the podcast, we would appreciate it greatly. You don't even have to leave a written review. It's as easy as clicking the rating you want to give us. I'm proud and excited for us to have our own feed, and I truly hope you enjoy today's program, the start of Chapter 2, The Upside Down Tree. Last time on Trailblazers, following the successful capture, though less successful interrogation of Baron Samiti, the party learned that their new leader had hired the men that almost killed them at the start of their adventure. They let him stay on, but no longer as their leader, he was now just a normal member of the team. The party didn't have long to rest, as they were forced to defend themselves as the maniacal organization known as Comet attacked them, attempting to steal the canister. After quelling the invasion, the party recovered the canister and then went to celebrate Booker's release from the hospital. On the way home, a meteor crash landed near them. When the party went to investigate, they came across a woman inside of it, named Hope. They brought her back to the base, and she told them the story of how she had come from another world and was the daughter of an evil emperor, and that that man was the same person that they had locked up in their prison. Who is Baron Samiti really? Why has Hope come to this world, and can she be trusted? What will the party do now? Find out this week on Trailblazers! Baron kind of leans, since he's stuck in a chair in that room, to the to the side of the wall there and says Landris I I, I wake up <laughs> what <laughs> he kind of beckons you over <laughs> I like look around like point at myself like what I'm right here <sighs> I walk over you finally have something to bargain with get me out of this chamber give me some clothes give me a few minutes in the shower and I'll answer any question you have if you let me talk to Hope no, what? No. I walk away. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what Baron has to say. I, 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 I turn to Hope. I'm like, alright, so if I understood all that correctly, I missed a few parts. Uh, if you came here to stop your dad from being a murderous bastard, you're a little late for that part because he's already a sadistic psychopath. But I'm guessing, you know, in context of all that, if you kill him now, all that stuff will never happen. Am I getting that? That's what that's what I got out of all this. I I don't know. I wasn't expecting to to, to come back with him. How did you? She looks over at the cage. How did you get back? This doesn't make any sense. I saw you die to make that ring work. And Baron is like you can see him like struggling against his his irons, as it were. She already saw you as a tyrant. It's not like this is really degrading her image of you. Baron kind of sighs and says. I'm I'm not the Valerian you're talking about. And she gets up and she walks over to the cage. And she goes, What do you what do you mean? And he, he kind of looks at her and he goes, I Wow, you look so much like her. And she looks at you and says, Why is he in a cage? Uh he tried to kill us. And did kill a lot of other people. Threw our friend off a train. Almost killed him. She looks over at him. Is this true? You shouldn't 
sounds so surprised he did, you know, start an entire war. I'm fully aware of what he did. Baron nods. They're not lying. What happened to you? Why are you when she gestures to his physique like this? You know, the story you told has a lot of... It sounds very familiar to me, but there's ways I remember it very differently. The way I remember it, I did meet your mother, and I did fall in love with her, but I wasn't with her very long. When she was traveling to help me overthrow my father, she died in a snowstorm. I I buried her. Hope. I hope that's such a wonderful name. Your mother must have come with it, huh? You both did. I, um... I defeated my father. Like in your story, and... But I didn't reign very long. <laughs> Maybe a year or two into my reign, I... I was desperate. And I found a way to bring back Mana. I made the Empire sacrifice a lot of things to bring her back. But the world was cruel. It didn't let me have her for long. I learned an important lesson about the way the world works. About the way resurrection works. See, the when you die, the, the present isn't meant to have you in the future. It was meant to go on without you. And like a, like a body trying to push out a, a foreign object out of its system, the world convulsed and heaved and did everything it could do to remove that which shouldn't be in its system. Mana. It wanted her dead and it was going to do anything to make sure she stayed that way. And then a few months she went somewhere and I went with her. And because of my fault again, she died. I was trying to do some things with the kingdom in the south and it went bad and there was a bomb and I only survived because of that. And he gestures over to where his stuff is laid out and there's his ring or one of the two rings. It allows me to, among other things, play with the creatures I summon because it protects me from fire. It saved me enough from the blast, but as you can see, it didn't save enough of me. It kept me alive long enough just to know what I had lost and the men I was trying to overthrow or betray or however you want to paint it captured me and after a short while threw me off a cliff. And when I hit the water, I woke up here in this world. That's nice and all, but where's the crystal and the chairman fall into all this? What do you care about all that? Like I said, Landris, you finally have something to bargain with. I'll give you answers to all your questions. You let me out of this and give me a change of clothes. Ten seconds in a shower. Well, no, because last I checked, you said, mark my words, I will kill you to get to the crystal if we let you out. So I'm going to avoid doing that for the time being. Well, Lanris, things have changed. The situation. No! <laughs> I'll not say it that way. <laughs> yeah, things have changed. I don't think you've changed. Give me some time with my daughter and I'll answer all your questions. Uh, I vote no. Uh, what do you think, Tally? I'm inclined to acquiesce. What? Come on, there's been, what, three versions of him so far in the story and they've all been murderous bastards? What about you, Hope? This is your 
Well, could... I don't know. Anyway, what do you think? I want him out of the cage. <sighs> Lanris, I'm, I'm sorry, bud, but I gotta agree with them. What? We need it. We need answers. If we're letting him out, we're doing something to make sure he can't use magic. This is this is ridiculous. Did we forget what he did? Just because he's been in a chair for a couple days? He he could have killed Marcus. He could have killed all of us. He he was out, but he let us take him again. Let I don't that wasn't much letting. I don't think he could have taken many people out. Maybe Marcus. He could have escaped. I just there seems to be more to this. We need all the help we can get. We need answers. We don't have a clue what is going on here. Like I said, if we if we can make sure he doesn't cast magic, then I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, but how are we going to do that? Hope speaks up and says, uh, I'm sorry about whatever he did to you guys. Uh, it makes you feel this way about him, but you're not the only one who wants answers. Yeah, we all want answers, but we never get them. That's the cruel joke of this whole thing. Of life, you know? We always want answers. Why did I end up in that accident and my work and lost my arm? I don't even really know what happened. I have no answers for that. Shiva doesn't know what happened to her. She hasn't gotten any answers. We haven't. We just want answers, but it it doesn't seem like they're going to come. How about half up front? A show of good faith. You give us a little bit now, Baron, and then you give us the rest later. Deal. Ask me, ask me a question, whatever burning question you have, and I'll answer it. Who is Alarak? Alarak is the runner-up, as it were, to the leader of Comet. The runner-up? Yes, the sec- he's the tally to Comet's Marcus. Though their <laughs> exchanging of roles would be quite less pleasant than it was here. Why do they want the cylinder? Presumably because they were hired to get it, like I. And by who? By the same people that hired me. Yeah, who is that? For that, let me out of the cage. Then, if you're not going to tell us that, what were you talking about with Booker? Because we got <laughs> questions all night. Booker is... Have you not noticed something off about Booker? Hard not to. Truly. Do you really think that somebody like that is <laughs> safe to be around? He is a, a moment away from the slightest suggestion. Could you not see it when I talked to him? A few sentences sent him reeling to the floor. Of everyone here, if I was to try to trick one of you, he would be the obvious choice. And if you think that there hasn't been somebody else who's thought of that already, then you're a fool. Victor. Yes. Let me out of this, and I promise to do no harm to anyone in this building. I want you to think back and think, has there been one time I've lied to you so far? Anyone in this building and anyone that means anything to these people in this building, like my wife or his sister or his parents or my parents. I told you before and I told you the truth. I was never going to hurt them. (laughs) All right, yeah. Victor, have I lied to you once? (sighs) Nah, just the pets had a play date, right? I just want to make sure everybody's safe. Landris, (laughs) this is funny because... You were so excited about this picture we found. And I was not. I was freaking out. I'm still freaking out because of it. But you see what this picture shows? I mean, I see it. I don't get it. It shows us with him working together. I guess. We're happy. Oh yeah, we're happy. Maybe I'll just climb up in the comet myself. Maybe it'll ship me back to wherever we're all happy together. <sighs> Manacles stay on. 
All right. Tally goes over to let him out. She opens up the quarantine room and into his room and takes him off the chair and leaves his manacles on. We can swap them to the front to be accommodating. Okay. So they're not behind his back. All right. She does that. And as she does that, when he's the brief moment where he's completely unmanacled, he doesn't do anything. He lets her check all his front. Uh, and she takes him away. I mean, I want to follow her. I don't want to let Baron really out of my sight. Okay. I mean, th- this is, you ingratiate people is how you do these things. Sure. We're going to, all right. So, uh, Victor, while they're gone, what are you doing? I'm, I'm sorry about all this. I hope. Oh, I understand. Believe me, if everyone here, I understand what that man is capable of. I don't. Well, it's a lot of bad. But I don't think he's lying when he says he's not going to. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. My dad's a master manipulator. He he manipulated the whole world into loving him, and then when they turned around, he burned the whole thing around him. Yeah. You okay? I mean, you need anything? Food? She looks, like, genuinely surprised by the question. I mean, you Uh, just just got woke up out of a a, a comet, so if there's anything you need. uh, Yeah, sure, I guess I can't live on alcohol alone, especially not your kind of alcohol. No offense. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's all we know. <laughs> the algae. We don't know anything else. Um, algae. Why do you keep saying that? Because it's it's algae. Like literal algae. Yeah, I mean we we've, we've learned to work with it and make it into different things. It tastes different, but yeah, it's it's algae. Yikes. We got good cereal though called Algeos. <laughs> Great. Maybe 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 I'll take some of them then. Yeah, I can get you a bowl. Thank thank you. Victor. Uh, you're welcome. I just want answers to all this, and he's offering to give them. We need answers. We'll see if he gives them. If he doesn't, I can't promise that my friend won't just go crazy on him. <laughs> you seen his face? Looks like somebody already went crazy on him. Oh, yeah, that was kind of me and my friend. And the, the kneecap? That was that was me. I'm sorry. I, I was uh, emotional. Yeah, I ain't judging. I'll go get you that, that Food. I'll, I'll be right back. And I go and do that. Alright. Glamorous, he gets a change of clothes, uh, he showers up, and he, he cuts his stringy, terrible hair. And, uh, and now it's short, and it looks not disgusting. <laughs> and he kind of runs his hands through his hair. says, alright, let me go talk to my daughter. You guys escort him back to the uh, med bay. As you guys are walking back to the med bay, in comes Victor with a bowl of algios. <laughs> Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, no, these are these are for Hope. <sighs> She's ruining everything. <laughs> she hasn't eaten anything, man. She... That's it. That's it. He goes back in the prison. <laughs> I'm putting her back in that rock and stripping her into the ocean. Baron sits down on one end of a table, and on the other end is Hope. And I, I picture like one of like Italian on one side of Baron and you on the other, like with a hand on each of his shoulders. <laughs> I'm over in the corner, like leaned up with my arms crossed. Like, takes cold bites of algios and, like, kind of, like, pushes them away from her. Look, kid, uh, or, I'm sorry, uh, lady, uh, whatever. Hope, that that's all we got. It's gonna be that algae. No, thanks, it's it's, it's great. Thank you. As long as you're here, I'm, I'm just saying, you're gonna have to eat. Thanks, I, I appreciate it. She didn't like the algios. It's the honey nut algios, too. Was it just the plain ones? She even human? <laughs> or elf, I guess. And so, Baron kind of looks at her and goes, You really do have your mother's eyes. She must have been so happy. The day you were born, huh? And Hope's kind of like, almost like pressing her lips together tightly, like to not talk. <sighs> so how, uh, 
How old did I live to? Uh, I reigned for maybe about two, three years in my lifetime. Um, you were 56 when we killed you. 56. <laughs> Didn't think I'd live that long. There's like there's a ton of like these awkward silences. Uh, hope I. Uh... She gestures. So, is that where you got all these burns from? When mom died, and he kind of puts his hand on his face. Yeah, yeah, that's when that happened. They keep calling you Baron Samiti. What is that? What is that? Oh, <laughs> it's a an old folk tale. Baron Samiti, the voodoo doctor, the man who could conquer death but couldn't conquer life. Thought it was pretty fitting. And uh, those bruises in that uh, hand of yours, gestures to his missing finger. A little more recent than uh, the scars, huh? Yeah, uh, they were... And it kind of looks over at you guys. Doesn't matter how I got them, I guess. Just matters how I deserved it. And a lot more. I can't... I can't do this, you know. You're not... A lot has happened between us. I, I understand. No, I don't think you really do. I mean, you you were a fine dad growing up, but when mom died, everything changed. And what you're telling me is that you are from a world mom died twice. So excuse me if I have a hard time believing you're anyone else but the man I had to spend the latter half of my life hunting down. I'm, <laughs> I'm not like, like him that that over there you see that and he gestures to one of the items he had a coin and she picks it up and looks at it that uh was your mother's got it off her body when she passed away the first time you see how there's there's two sides to it and they're they both are the same except the one is all messed up right well when i have to make a decision and do what i think has to be done i flip the coin because i I constantly, I see her, and I, and I hear her, and I can hear her saying, there's a, there's a better way, guy, there's a better way. And so if it comes up on that bad side, I do what I think needs to be done, and if it comes up on that good side, I do what I think she would want me to do. I find an, another way. <laughs> he looks over at you laughing. And the people that take orders from a comet are crazy. Victor, when I went to that house a couple days ago, I flipped that coin. And it came up on the clean side. That's a sacred thing to me. I wouldn't betray that because it'd be like betraying her and her memory. So, what were you going to do? Scare him. Manipulate him. Force him to call out to you to get you to come. Yeah, and what if it landed on the other side? Well, it didn't. You would have killed him. Admit it. He just shakes his head now. If it would have landed on that other side, you would have killed them. Certainly, without even thinking about it. And that is who you really are. That's half of who I am. Not the half that she believed in, the half that that could do the right thing. If you don't make the choice, then is it really who you are? Oh, please. You're gonna, you, of all people, are going to lecture me on who I am? Hey, I don't, I don't blame my shortcomings on the flip of a coin. My shortcomings are a lot less severe than, you know, murder. You you simply wouldn't understand. It's a it's a driving force. Love is a thing that changes a man. You wouldn't understand because to you love is love is turning over in your bedsheets and seeing a new girl every night. Love is 
a reflected green text on your face from a screen that says, Funds transferred. See you later, bro. You don't understand what it is to have somebody to love you despite the monster inside. See, she saw that and she still loved. What do you mean? I have that. And you could have killed her if you would have rolled, flipped that coin and... Victor, of everyone in this room, you're the only one that appears to me to be even remotely alive. I don't understand. Why do you keep saying he's not alive? Why do you keep saying he's a different person? Because in this room, you and I are the only ones who understand what it is to actually love somebody else. Or at least to have someone love them. Yeah, keep telling yourself no one else understands what you do. Probably makes it a lot easier. Only those that have been loved by others can understand. It's not something you can learn or study. When I, I'm not going to lie, when I lost Mana, of course, I, I was angry, but I took it out on my father and I overthrew him. I, I turned it into something good. But when I lost her a second time, I, I didn't have anything else to turn it on, so I was given something else and I've been turning that on to what I've been told to. And it's your mother. I still have her with me. I still... It's what that coin is for. It's, it's the moments of what would I do if she was still around. I'm not completely gone. Like the man you talked about, I haven't burned the world. Not for lack of trying. Well, Dad, they really seem to hate you. I don't hate him. I don't understand him, but I don't hate him. I look at Victor very surprised. What? If I lost Sarah, uh, I might be in the same place he is. I think you're better than that, Vic. Well, I, I hope so, but... I know you're better than that. You hear Talia say, well, you know what they say. Better to love than lost than to never love at all. And Baron, like, turns straight to her and says, try it. What's your plan now? Can I have a few more minutes talking to my daughter before we get to interrogations? I'm not interrogating you. I, I'm asking you a question. What is your plan now? Now, right this instant, I... Everything's changed. I don't know. I want to learn more about you, Hope. More about what, what Mana was like those years. It's dozens of years where she was alive. I, I don't get this. I'm, I use that wish ring to come back and to have a chance to stop what you did. I don't understand how being in another world or in another version of you has to do with any of that. I, I don't either, but... Hope, I, I want to help you. I want to help you figure it out. Sounds like a lot more interesting of a goal for me than to follow the orders of some man to get a canister. He uh, turns to you guys. Can I get something, please? I haven't had anything to eat or drink in days. What do you want? This water and literally any food and a bowl. I walk out of the room, go get a glass of water and some algae bars. When you bring it to him, you see he puts it all together in a bowl and kind of mashes it up. And uh, after a little bit, you see he casts a spell. It takes a couple times because his, his hands are cuffed. Like, oh, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't like him using magic. He looks at you and says, do I look like I can swallow? I'm just going to put it in my stomach, if that's quite all right with you. I promise I won't turn into an algae monster to eat you. I keep looking at him. I don't, I don't really say anything. It's kind of like a continue kind of thing. But I'm watching him and I have my bow drawn. He uh, casts it and the food disappears. Go ahead, ask her questions. The man who wants the crystal, who is it? You just mentioned him before. He's a councilman in the Sanhedrin. His name is Locke. Oh, we knew that. Come on. Well, don't ask questions you already know the answer to. No, there was there was someone higher up. There may very well be, but that goes above my head. I answer to Locke. You answer to Locke? Yes. 
And he's the one who hired Comet. When I when I came here, after I smashed across the water and rocks of my world and woke up on the shore of this world, I was in pain and very broken. Locke found me. Locke fixed me. And here, uh, Hope say, how come he didn't give you cybernetics like people around here? Because these abominable elves only figured out how to make the cybernetics work for themselves. It doesn't work on me. None of their stuff works on me. So, left angry and without a lot of purpose, Locke gave me a venue for that anger. And I've been doing things for him. Most recently involved you, as you obviously know the story from there. You were just doing all this because Locke asked you to? Yes, there's this little thing called debt. You might have heard of it. Lanris. When somebody does something for you, you're indebted to them. You gave me a vehicle to convey my rage, so who was I to argue? Sounded pretty good to me. You didn't even have an overarching goal, or it was literally just because some guy asked you to, and you were pissed off. Too basic for you, Lanris? I, I honestly thought I thought better of you. My goal is to rule the world. And that canister, step one, and to enslave all of Elfkind. There, is that better? I can make lies up to satisfy you, or I can tell you the truth. I thought it maybe had something to do with your dead wife or your missing daughter and kingdom. And but no, no, not at all. Be, I honestly thought better of you. But that was a mistake, clearly. Until an hour ago, I didn't know I had a daughter. Do you wish to continue mocking me, or do you have questions? What do you know about the crystal? What's in the canister? Um, a few years ago, they found something in the ocean. A large structure. The structure was from the home world. They're investigating, they found technologies and different things in there. And that canister is the culmination of what they learned. Uh, Caleb, do we know this information, or is this new? No, that's brand new. What kind of structure... I can tell you where it is, but I didn't exactly get the Grand Tour. Wait, we... Did you go there? Yes. Is it underwater, or...? Yes, but there is access. Tally speaks up. Or actually, Marcus speaks up. You're saying you could take us there. You remember where it is. Yes. And it's from the homeland. Yes, it's from the homeworld. When, when you say it's the culmination of everything they learned from that, what do you mean? It's like a data? That's something that only can be answered by Solzhenitsyn. Or lock. Okay, so do you know why they want it? Not particularly. You you don't know any of, like, what it causes? Oh, I'm aware of what it does. At least what its uh, side effects are. Brings dreams to the dreamless, doesn't it? Oh, Hope, you don't understand. In this world, they've cursed themselves. They don't have dreams anymore. How did they lose the canister? Obviously, they had it at first. How did it end up? On that train, out of Locke's hands. It was shipped from the underwater structure to the docks, put on a tram to go to Locke. You guys intercepted it. Why would they just send it on a tram? If it's that important, why wouldn't they... They put it in the vault. You you guys underplay your, the company you worked for, one of the best in the business. Yeah, come on, Victor. And the real question is, why would you hire somebody, a whole organization, to murder a bunch of people to... Oh, wait, that was your guy. Sorry, I don't want to talk bad about your employer. He's not... We're not... We don't work for him right now. Sure. Wait, 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 wait. So, when were you made aware of the canister and to go get it? Uh, I followed it from the structure until I lost it to you. Tal, you said you were following Baron for a long time. Mm-hmm. So what was he doing before that? A lot of various things. We can never figure out how it was all connected, but it was just a lot of violence. 
that I turned to Marcus. I'm like, all right, so when did you find out about this canister to hire an entire army to get it? Did you know about the structure? I did not know about the structure. How, how did you find out about the canister? His tally was following Baron. And so we, we learned that he was uh, shipping something. He put it in the vault. So that's what we were trying to see what was in the vault. I didn't know about the canister specifically. But you, you just hired a whole ar- mercenary army for it? Off that much info? You understand it was the first good lead we had on this guy. We've been chasing our tails for two years. Oh, no offense. What? Vic would be offended of anyone. I, I am a little bit offended because mine's broken. Anyway. I, <laughs> I forgot about that. Stop laughing, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what it is, but everyone wants it. The lock knows what it is. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Do you have any idea who the chairmen are? Who Locke answers to? I have some guesses, but no solid idea. All right, well, let's, let's brainstorm. What do you think? I don't know. Who's the only person people on the council answer to? Kyle Katan? Yup. He was going to... S- Pretty devious for an old man, but you never know what people are capable at the end of their life. J.G. Locke and Kyle Katan. And you hear him go, you hear him go well, I have a pretty solid idea what men are capable at the end of their lives. <laughs> Kyle Katan was slated to sit right next to J.G. Locke at the concert. But he didn't show, right? So it just seems like Kyle Katan would just go to the place and get what it get it himself you know maybe it is him i don't think anyone was planning on somebody hiring the entire gemini gang to attack the tram well he underestimated the full capabilities of your boss he's not our boss anymore i don't answer to him uh hope says i'm sorry i'm not in the loop about your guys's past history and what this canister is and who Locke and Kyle and all these people are. But there is... We're all meant to be here. Alright? I know that much. Rings don't mess up. Alright? They may screw you over if you try to screw with them. But I was given very specific wording on how to do it and I made the wish and there is a reason everything is happening right now. And that is all the lead back to what the wish was. What's the wish? What's the wording? What did you use? To save my world, to save your home world from a terrible fate. That's what we can do. We just got to figure out how. And if, if figuring out this canister thing will help us, then I'll I'll help you out. But what I'm saying is I need your help. Do, do your people still care about the home world? Oh, hope you're barking up the wrong tree. They all forgot about it years ago. They're all worried about where they're going to live now. They're all about rendering themselves impotent. Just to keep themselves here on this island longer. They, they've they forgotten all about the homeworld. We, we can't go back. Come on. Uh, yeah, we're, we're concerned at the only area we can live in. Sorry. Ooh, poor foresight on our part. Well, if things like me, my dad, and, and all of you and a structure can come from my world, maybe there's a way we can go back there. Maybe it's not a one-way door. I'm telling you, the ring wouldn't have sent me here unless there was a possibility, a way that maybe we could get back and fix what happened or is going to happen. Well, I, I don't know how rings work. I, I mean, I thought, why do you have to do all the legwork for the ring? Why do we have to do the legwork for the ring? That's why I'm asking if you still care about your homeworld. Because if you do, it's in danger. And in so many years, the whole thing's going to be reduced to nothing but ash. And we, and only us, have any knowledge that's going to happen have any chance of stopping it from happening 
I'm just asking if you care, if you'd be willing to help. Because when I see that picture, I see you in it. And that says to me that maybe I need you. Maybe the world needs us. We, we didn't forget about the home world. And I point to the bow on my back. We, we carry on memories of it, but it's always been something outside. It's been a dream. It's never been anything concrete to us. So it's, you know, it's a hard thing to grasp. Maybe now's your chance. I don't know about the way you guys are governed or whether or not you love or hate your emperor, but where I'm from, people who have power tend to abuse it. It sounds to me like if he hid from you an entire structure from the homeworld, maybe hiding a thing or two about the homeworld. Maybe it's not as impossible as you were led to believe. Yeah, the guy who runs this place is secretive. That's for sure. He's a jerk. And the people under him are obviously up to no good. And he's got really great hair. <laughs> he, does. he really does. He does have great I hair. say rubbing my <laughs> bald does. head. Definitely great hair. <laughs> I come over with my hand on Victor and I'm like, it's okay, Vic. <laughs> we know. I hate his hair. I hate his hair. Vic turns to you and perfect ears. Both of them. <laughs> Solid and not cut in half. He doesn't have hair, but he's got perfect ears. Uh, that's just not funny. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, at least he doesn't have a tail. It's all messed up. We got to start punching each other. <laughs> There's that cartoon, like, ball of dust as you go around the room. And then it turns into a pillow fight. He's a jerk. Oh, and he's lying to us. I know that. Yeah, we got to do something. I can't be here anymore. Ty looks at you. What do you, what do you mean? I want a family. Me and Sarah, that's what we want. We want a family. We want kids. We just want to be happy. And it's not here. It's not in this place. In the last, what, week and a half, I've, I've been kill- almost killed like 20 times. I just want to settle down. See, Hope looks very sympathetic and she says, How long have your people not been able to have a have children? Like s- 60 years. Except for Cal, who had a do- daughter 10 years ago. How do you do that to yourselves? You hear Baron go, slowly and over time. Overpopulation. We don't have a choice in the matter. We only have this landmass to live on. But do we? I mean, I'm not swimming out there to find out. Look, yeah, I do. I do want to do something. Just you know, we're putting the. There has to be an idiom for this because I want to say putting the cow before the cart, but that doesn't. <laughs> cart before the horse. That, that, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Listen, there are no carts or horse, but I think everybody understands what you mean. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm back. Fan favorite, Suchin Ra here. Oh, back. I, I grabbed. I grabbed the communicator again. Boy, this hope girl, white hair. That's kind of weird. All right. Well, okay. I mean, I'm not gonna judge. Wow. How old are you? Because you can't. I mean, you don't look like you should have white. Okay, I gotta go. Bye. We don't even know what we can do. We've mostly no. just been sitting around hoping we don't get attacked in the middle of the night again, which you should be prepared for. That's not uncommon. But now we have hope. Literally. Get off my I look, I look around. All- Bye, everybody. <laughs> oh, boy, even for me, that was pretty rough. Oh, jeez. I look around all the medical equipment and just start injecting myself like, one of these had to kill me. <laughs> look, we have her. She got over here. Maybe we can get back. We have him. Can you make another ring? No, it requires a very powerful wizard, and I am not that powerful of a magic user. But he is, as long as we don't cut off any more fingers.
Don't say that accusingly. <laughs> I only destroyed his kneecap. I didn't. I did not cut off a finger. Well, if you listen to Hope's story correctly, I had to give my life to make that wish ring, and that's only to recharge a wish ring, not even to make one. Let me guess. It was Alderas. He looks at Hope, and Hope nods, and he looks. He was Alderas was the most powerful caster in our world. Oh, you wouldn't give your life for your homeland? For your daughter? I did. Well, you didn't. If making a wish ring would get her her heart's desire, I would do it in about five seconds. But if anyone remembers the story that we heard all of, oh, I don't know, ten minutes ago, she did get a ring, and she did use it, and it brought her here. Also, we have this. I point to the picture. and He's in it. Well... You hear uh, Tally say, and she grabs the picture from you. In between Baron and Lanris, there's two other people, so at least we know they're not going to be any better friends than they are now. She kind of throws the picture back at you. You don't recognize any of these other people? I said both Hope and Baron. Uh, they both shake their heads. I point at the Anubis-looking guy. I'm like, why Why does he look like that? That's i never seen, like, what's he wearing? That looks like some ancient god in my world. Or, I guess, in your home world. Which, which one? What's he do? The god of burial, the dead, funeral rites, tombs, that sort of thing. But he's he's ancient, so that's probably not him? Uh, no, I doubt it's him. Who knows if Anubis even really ever existed or exists. Gods are a funny, fickle thing, and I'm glad your, situa- your society has discarded them. And he seems out of place. We got, like, tech and cybernetics over here, and then we got that guy. Looks like he's uh, Anubis-y. <laughs> Next to him, that fellow in the feathers, who's that doesn't look to me like any sort of tech I've ever seen. The, the lizard? Yeah. Is that, I don't know, common apparel back on the homeworld anywhere for lizard people? No, it is, it is not. I don't think we have anyone that looks like that. Our lizard people are about yay high, and he kind of puts up down to it above his waist. Call them kobolds. I'm surprised you didn't learn this in your history classes. I don't know what I did and didn't learn. <laughs> Okay, there was the lizard guy, Anubis guy, and they were, what else? A uh, guy with a robot head and robot arm, Baron, Hope, and us. Maybe what we do is we find the people in this picture. But there's no one like that here. Has there ever been a full head cybernetic transplant? Not that I know of. Maybe I go cut some guy's head off. Sounds fun. I don't know, this is all getting too much. You know who did cut his head off? Who? Was his face, the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, go slap a robot head on Dr. DeSocio's corpse in the ocean. Look, I, I want to sleep on it. Oh yeah, we're definitely going to sleep on this. <laughs> we're not making any rash decisions Careful with tonight. that phrasing. <laughs> You're going to sleep on the picture. That seems like a weird way to make a decision. Look, look, you make your decisions your way and I'm going to make my decisions my way. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, Hope, but I'm voting for Baron staying... In the whole trappings, for the moment being. We... Were we gonna let him walk around while we're sleeping? Oh, no, no. Uh, we can't do that. I think Hope understands right now. If J.G. Locke gets on a walkie-talkie, he's like, Hey, why don't you kill those people? Flip a coin. Yeah, let's try and fix the other side of the coin. <laughs> Polish it up. To do that. <laughs> That's great. I like that. Do we have accommodations for Hope? I'll find something for her. Uh, you know, she can even have my room. You hear Kobasai. There's, um, there's Stallion's room. There is. Hey, Hope, want to come with me? I'll show you your room. Hope kind of looks at Baron. All right. We're not going to hurt him. 
Unless he gives us good reason. As Koba and then walk away, you hear Koba going, you know, I can help you dye your hair. I, I dye my hair all the time. And completely. <laughs> Baron looks at you and goes, back in the cage. You know it. Going to lock away what you fear the most. Yeah, but first we'll take you to the restroom. I appreciate it. Maybe we should flip a coin on it. No, I don't want to smell that again. If anything, thank you for letting me change before talking to her. Were you really just too lazy to cut your hair? Well, up until a few minutes ago, I really didn't care. Well, let's get him in his his cage and then get some rest. Alright, you get them all locked up for the night. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just cooking up some burgers and having cookout. Getting ready to set off some fireworks. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Trailblazers, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Pathfinder Academy? Why don't you try some of our favorite episodes? One of mine definitely has to be the one we did on Making Good Encounters. That was a great one. I was surprised to see how many different ways there are to make an interesting encounter. You can listen to Pathfinder Academy on this very feed. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen too, so go onto our site, tblazer.net, for a complete list of the ways you can listen. So go ahead. Get yourself a hot dog off the grill, set up a lawn chair, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, light them up. Man, it's so hard to believe that back in 1996, we managed to defeat all those aliens. Caleb, are you are you talking about the movie Independence Day? You know that wasn't a documentary, right? Oh, you. Always making jokes. Um, once Baron's locked up, I am gonna I'm gonna walk over to the coin. I'm gonna flip it. Comes up bad, scratched and burnt. I look at it and look over at Baron, and I put it down. And uh, I guess me and Vic walk out of that room. Mm-hmm. What'd you flip the coin for? Just seeing what I think of Baron's method. You know, I was I was thinking if it came up bad, we threaten his daughter. But that's not the kind of person I am. No. <sighs> I think I should talk to Booker. Yeah? Yeah. Tally says, it's funny you should mention that. Where did you come from? I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Bet money on it. I could have bet money on it. Why do you say that? I mean, there's a lot going on now. It's not the worst time. It's it's a bad time, but I think we need to have a talk on Booker, and since he's your friend, I want you guys to maybe help. I don't think Booker comprehends what's going on. He's still going out and having parties, and I think we need to help him understand that what he's doing is endangering the lives of his two friends, and that his two friends are being hunted by every police in Lower Heng- in Lower Kadesh. He needs to understand that he can't behave like that and like nothing's going on anymore. And I don't know how to communicate that to him. And I thought maybe you guys could. I help. don't know how to communicate anything to Booker. Okay, like that's been the problem the whole time. Maybe together we can help him understand. Tally, you're right. But I have a question. What? Why did Marcus encourage him to keep doing these things? What did he encourage him to do? Come back here. He didn't tell him no. He didn't stop him. I'll find out. I don't trust him. I I know. It's hard to trust somebody when he breaks it so hard like that. Just keep an eye on him. Don't worry, I am. What's he been doing the last few days? I haven't really been... He's been really focused on taking up where Stein left off. And he's been... Spent a lot of time with Baron. 
think he feels like we stole the organization away from and his biggest accomplishment he doesn't want taken away from him too. Accomplish he can have it. I don't care. Everything's still under his name, just like he said. Well you two let me know how it goes with Booker, okay? Yeah. We will. You guys been through a rough night. At least no one got shot at today, right? Not yet. Night's still young. <laughs> Always the optimist. She walks away. <sighs> do we talk to him now or do we wait? Sure you want to come with me? I just feel like the whole... I don't know. I feel like me and Booker have to sort through what happened. You? You gonna be okay? I have no idea. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Go ahead. If you need me to come later and talk to him, just let me know. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll buzz the comm if I need you to save me. Okay. Two minutes later. Do you really not hate Baron? I never thought I'd hear you say that. Hate is a strong emotion. Do I dislike him and distrust him? Yes. Do I hate him? I, I don't know. He's the one that kept you from Sarah. Well, actually, Marcus started that. Do you hate Marcus? The more I'm talking to people, and the more I'm thinking about it, it's shifting that way, yes. What do you think? Well, I definitely hate Baron. No question about that. I mean, with, but with Marcus, I don't... I, I, I don't think he's lying about the things he says. I don't agree with his methods, but I can't but argue with results. We wouldn't be here... In this whole situation, if it wasn't for him, Where, Baron wouldn't have attacked us. He would have just we would have gotten it to the 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 cylinder to its destination safely, and that's all he wanted. But we we don't know where we'd be then. And I guess until we know what the crystal does, I can't say for sure. Like I said, he put all his eggs in one basket, going for this thing without even knowing what it was. Yeah, I'm sure egg baskets is another lost idiom. <laughs> he put all his algae in one basket. <laughs> I don't disagree with, you know, doing underhanded things if you think it's the right thing to do. And I think Marcus thought it was the right thing to do, even though it clearly wasn't. I think he does want to help. Uh, maybe you're right. I, I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to go have a, probably the most awkward conversation in my life, so wish me luck. Uh, good luck. I, uh, I walk to Booker's door. All right, he opens it up. Hey, oh, hey, hey, Lanners. Come in. What's up? Um, I guess I walk in and sit down. But, um, the other day, you know, when you talk with Baron, he he said a lot of things, you know, really seemed to get a rise out of you, and I've been trying to, you know, let you come to your own conclusions, treat you more like an adult, and think for yourself. But I, if you if you want to talk about it, I'm I'm here. Oh, well, geez, Lanners, I really appreciate that. I, I, I don't even remember what he said. I I just threw it out of my mind. I figured whatever he had to say wasn't important enough to remember. I just moved on. <laughs> that's a that's a good way to look at it. Why, what did he say? <sighs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Who cares? I don't take advice from people who, who kill my friends. Well, try to kill my friends. Are you sure? I'll tell you what. If he can find a way to regrow my arm, then maybe I'll start listening to him. Are you sure? Sure. I'm going to attempt to sense motive. Okay. Um, to see, is he, is he like, obfuscating his true emotions? Wow, what a good... Just because you used that word, plus one bonus. Well, that is a one, then. 
<laughs> Did you get a zero? Yes. Well, let me just, uh, let me see, roll this check here. All right. And is it better than a one? Let's see. Okay. <laughs> if he was bluffing, it would be a 15. Yeah, you, you, you have no read on the guy. <laughs> He's too many weird emotions and the way he talks and stuff. You can't read this guy. How do you have a minus one in that? And sense motive because my wisdom's negative and I don't have any points in it. So that I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> I thought you were like a belly hunter and a cop and all this stuff. But... I don't need to tell people are lying. I just shoot them. <laughs> They're pictures on the wall. He just took the dead or alive ones. That way he knew he could just kill them. Yeah. <laughs> we we sent them over to the boats. That's what the prisons are, right? Boats. He said. Yeah. I like I like lean back and it's like a weight off a weight off of me. I'm like, oh wow, I was like really beating myself over up over that. Oh psh. What for? You didn't throw me over the train. Not that I can remember anyway. Maybe I hit my head really hard and forgot. Did you throw me over the train? No, no, I don't I'd have trouble no. picking you up. Then what's the problem? I don't know, you just it you know, you seemed kinda of upset by the whole thing. All I learned from talking to him was that I don't like talking to him. <laughs> He laughed at me when I fell. You missed a long conversation earlier. Good. I'm practicing my piano. I'm getting pretty good again. Yeah, I, you did really great. To, it, the concert was tonight, right? I'm getting my times mixed up. Yeah, it was. We just... You did great tonight. How Thanks. long have you known those people? Oh, man, a while. We play a lot. Or did. Were they, um... Did they go to the same school you and Red went to? Hey, speaking of Red, have you got any meal from her? I've been sending stuff, but I haven't getting anything back. Ah, uh, you were in contact with her. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, if I have a direct line to Red, I wouldn't be complaining, but, uh, yeah, I haven't really, you know, we were never in contact. Oh, oh, but look what she did. And he goes over to his closet and he pulls out a suit that is not lime green, that is perfectly normal, and shoes that are evenly uh, spiffed, and just, look, she bought me a whole outfit. When'd she give that to you? Ah, uh, she is a present for from um, recovering so well, she put it. I'm gonna wear it to the, her next performance. Yeah? When's that? I don't know. I'm sure when it happens, I'll get a ticket. I always do. You guys want to go with me again? It's so hard to turn down a red concert. It is. I heard everyone likes her. But I think until the Psycho Squad is off our tail, I'd pass. I'm sure we could sneak you in. You guys snuck into the hospital and stuck into the thing tonight. You guys are like super sleuths. You're super sneaky sleuths. While he's talking, I just kind of press the button on my (laughs) (laughs) walkie-talkie. Uh, <laughs> in about two minutes, I'll come. No, I. We were pretty sneaky. I mean, I guess we weren't particularly sneaky about last time, but um, Psycho Squad's probably got a lot more resources to work with than Baron did. What, what is this Psycho Squad again? I've been in and out when I was in the hospital. I'm sorry. You know what a SWAT team is? Yes. They're like, when something bad happens and the police can't handle it, SWAT come in and they break down the doors and they take the bad guys to the prison. They're like three steps above the SWAT team. Oh. SWAT team's like entry level for them. Why are they coming after you? JG Locke. They oh. they blamed all of Baron's killings on us. What, so they blamed you for throwing me off the train? I don't know if they know about that, but all the people inside that Baron burned. Wow. All the people in the bar. That sucks. We were, if anything, we would try to stop that. That's not the story they're spinning. Mm-hmm. Oh, who, who could that be? <laughs> How's your bluff check there, uh, uh, it's buddy? A plus, it's a plus seven. Uh, he opens the door. Oh, Land, oh, Victor. Oh, hey, I, I didn't know you had company. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, come in. 
Uh, hey, hey, look! It's the the three the three original guys. It's us three, right? Yeah. What what you guys uh, talking about? Red. Don't you love red? Everybody loves red. She's great. <laughs> We're talking about uh, next time I get tickets. I'm inviting you guys again. Oh yeah. Maybe this time you guys will dress a little better instead of making fun of the way I dressed. I think you guys learned a lesson. Look, when we obviously have very different ideas of what concerts are. I guess. Booker, I'm gonna shoot straight with you here. We're, f- mm-hmm. we're friends, right? And friends talk straight with each other. We don't talk around the corners or any of that. We we uh, we just tell it as it is. Sure, but it really sounds like you're talking around corners right now. No, I'm just I just when you left the hospital. Mm-hmm. Red said she was done. Done. She said she can't do this anymore. Do what? She didn't say anything to me like that. Apparently there's... I I think she meant done with the organization. This whole Baron and conspiracy thing. Oh. Okay. I mean, she, she's done more than she ever should have. I look over at Landris like... More than anyone could have asked her. I think it was more than that. <laughs> Landris shrugs. I'm like, actually didn't pick up on that. I think you're just confused, Victor. Landris and I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, just... I mean, she did... I'm trying to remember, Caleb. Did she say she couldn't stand seeing Booker like that or something to that effect? No, she didn't say anything like that. Okay, yeah. She was rather ambiguous. Oh, no. <laughs> Not ambiguity. <laughs> I just don't know if she wants anything to do with any of us right now. And you chose to come here to the organization. And... Right now, we have to keep a low profile. We can't go to parties or bars or... I mean, we did so tonight. It worked out fine. Yeah, but we can't do that anymore. I don't get it. Why not? Because the people we care about, are, lives are in danger. Uh-huh. This organization is in danger. If someone follows us back here, if, if we're just... That's gonna be super secret sneaky sleuths like you were tonight. You worry too much. No. You're like you're like Landris. He was all worried about what Baron was saying. I don't just do what I do and be like, oh I don't worry, anything's turning out fine. Do do they? Sure they do. No, they they clearly don't. What yeah, about this is fine? None, none of this is fine. I, know, I I had a fine time tonight. I was looking over my shoulder every second. Booker, you and I we've lost our arms. Yeah, it did suck. We've been chased and shot at and bitten and stabbed in the kidneys. and There's a real danger out there. And you have to acknowledge it. Well, of course there is. And also, things are changing around here and, and the mission uh, m- might have changed a little bit. Okay, well don't worry, I'm with you guys no matter what happens. If you want... Victor, he comes over and kind of, like, pats you on the shoulder. You're so serious. What's... That's fine. Relax a little bit. You guys are making me feel really weird right now. I start clicking my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Tar comes in. Oh, hey, didn't know you guys were in here. (laughs) Oh, wow, Tar. (laughs) It is... Because he's acting like it's all serious because it is serious, Booker. It really is. You think I don't want to go to parties? 
and have a good time? I mean, look at him. He's a party animal. No offense. (laughs) (laughs) I do. But we can't live like that right now. So you don't want me to go to parties. Is that it? You're going to have to pretty much stay here. Stay here? Yeah. Like in my room? No. No. The base. The base. I don't get how that's any better. It's not better. It's... It's... He goes over, opens up the door to show the hallway that has like a hole in the wall and some of the fire burn marks. We're working on that. I had a safer time out tonight at the club than when I stayed here. Just because it ended up nothing happening doesn't mean it was safer. There's people not looking for us here. All right, if you don't want me to go to parties, I won't go to parties. Jeez Louise. You guys okay? It's like you were the one throwing off a train. (laughs) Oh man! All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to bed now. Okay. I put my hands up. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Good. Good night. Night, guys. Good night. He closes the door. Oh, that went bad. Did it? You think? I should have never buzzed you in. I was doing great. Were you? <laughs> no. I mean. <laughs> He didn't seem to have any hard feelings about the whole... I assume we're walking away. We're not, like, right outside his door. <laughs> yeah, he opens the door. <laughs> guys, uh, you guys need something there? <laughs> he didn't seem about upset by what Baron said, and that's what I was worried about. Really? Nah, he seemed fine with it. Hmm, okay. I just... I'm so close to just wa- to what? washing my hands of him. Let him go do whatever he wants to go do and, and just forget about it. He just doesn't, he doesn't get it, I don't get it. He's got the thickest skull I've ever seen. I know, so we just say, you know what, you're right, if you want to go do all that stuff, go, but don't come back here. If it comes to, if it, comes to it, it's not a terrible idea, it just feels wrong. Of course it feels wrong, but you can't get through to him. I need sleep. A lot's happened today. Yeah, for sure. We almost, we almost got blown up. I mean, that was really close. Oh, wait, are you talking about the comet attack? Yeah, the vertebrate blew up. <laughs> I that that's you know, I thought it would go a little different than it did. <laughs> I believe the words you're looking for are "my bad." <laughs> Just so you know, I was like this close to shooting you in the ankle with the with the uh, grappling hook. <laughs> you know, I I'd, I'd hold it against you, but I'd understand. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna go get. How's your shoulder? It hurts. I'm going to go... If I told you your grappling hook looked fine, would you hold it against me? <laughs> oh! <laughs> like, I, I give you the go-ahead. If you need to shoot me with the grappling hook, do it. You saved my life. I, I know. It's fine. Uh, let's get some rest. I mean, I tried. Then you broke the rope. I rolled bad. <laughs> sorry for ro- Sorry for falling at a terminal velocity and breaking your rope. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind jumping out of vertebrates for you, Vic. Don't worry. Just kiss already. Oh. <laughs> you and your cybernetic arm <laughs> Show me what you can do Moving swiftly on You guys go to bed Yes. Separately in different rooms That's right uh, Hang on, I'm gonna go to Kentaro's room what? Oh, I'm out of sweaty shirts Leave me alone uh, <laughs> He opens the door I, Fine, I leave I Don't <laughs> need you then Am I just one big sweaty shirt to you? Is that all I am? He actually doesn't <laughs> no, wear no, no. shirts now anymore Because Landris has taken all his shirts. I swear, I don't know where they all come. You are a pile of sweaty shirts to me. Uh, uh, hey. Hey. Uh, what's up? I got something for you. 
Oh. Uh-huh. He gestures you in. What is it? <laughs> is he wearing a shirt right now? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, well, let's say... Let's say no. Let's say he's just got like a... Like a... I'm like his third green language bedtime pants. There's another word for it. Pajama bottoms. Gosh darn goodness. <laughs> He's got a uh, bedtime pants and bedtime sleepy. He's got he's got a onesie. He's in a onesie with his little like padded feet, zipped up. He's got little buttons so he can put down his butt so he can go to the bathroom. <laughs> he's in pajama bottoms. Wait, so he's he's not wearing a shirt then? Correct. All right, Sweaty so or otherwise, uh, lay down in your bed, face down. Don't worry. <laughs> I wait. Well, well, I'm not into that. I don't know what you've heard. No, you had mentioned something about this. Don't trust me. Okay, all right, and he does it. I'm going to attempt because I know nothing about this. For all the way from episode three, I'm going to attempt to give him a massage. Okay, funny. Hmm, that you would remember something from episode three. Wow, weird. At this specific time, (laughs) interesting. It's not like you've listened to it recently. Nine. (laughs) All right, I guess. What strange happenstance? Um, what skill you want to roll? Acrobatics, I suppose? I really can't think of a good skill for I mean, massage. I guess, I guess de- just dexterity? I could do a heel check. A heel check sounds about the best. That would, would sound like heel check. That way you at least can get some points if you have anything uh, in it. I'll take 10 for a 15. It's, uh, a fine back. Actually, you just, you just hear, uh, pleasant sounds coming from Kentaro. He's purring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what you're doing? You're just kneading his back. Like a kitty cat does to something fluffy, and then oh, you just hear Katara go <laughs> as you do it, just for eight hours until the morning. <laughs> That's all. I, I love the idea of you just kneading his back, being like, "Is this what a massage is?" He's like, "Oh my goodness! Oh, I feel so good." Okay, oh, do we need to do the sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem with with me, huh? No, just do it. It would help me a lot if you did it in the voice of Sutran Ra. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't. Oh, I was real tense from that battle. I was just killing those guys left. Oh, no. Up a little higher. Right there. Oh, that's great. Uh, no, hey, hey. Avoid the tramp stamp. It's new. It's got it's got a lot of X's. It says my favorite Landris is a bare minimum of 10 X's because I wanted it to be cool. And all underneath it says Sephiroth 666 the best Kingdom like, Hearts uh, 3. Never mind. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 is the best game ever. <laughs> oh, wait. Is Kingdom Hearts 3 out in this world? Hey, you want to hear my mixtape? <laughs> oh, man. I didn't realize how stressed I was, man. Yeah, you've barely been doing anything. <laughs> well, I remember a little bit of fighting that happened, yes, uh, I guess, a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. You killed a couple people. Look at a big head. Yeah, I only prevented this entire place from blowing up from a nuclear frickin' generator. <laughs> You're welcome. At least I wasn't one creating explosions. They were very helpful explosions. Yeah, it's not the way Victor tells it. Wait, what's he saying? I thought Victor Nothing. liked my explosions. <laughs> he said he liked them. They happened too soon. Victor, he kind of reaches up and grabs your hand to stop you. And he turns around. Wait, did he, just, did he just call me Victor? Please! <laughs> Landrix! He grabs your arm and says, Lanners. Yeah. And he sits up. Hey, I, um, I wanted to say sorry. I kind of tilt my head. I, I've been kind of weird, and I did some stupid stuff, made things awkward. I just wanted to say sorry. I just, just been kind of having trouble expressing myself, is all, I suppose. <laughs> you don't have anything to apologize for. Everything's been, everything's been weird here. 
Yeah, I suppose. But either way, I, I accept your apology. And to commemorate our apology, here is my most latest sweaty shirt. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> your eyes get big like a cat's eyes and sparkle. <laughs> that is a cat joke. Oh, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> Wait, so what, what have you been trying to express? Nothing, baka! It's not like I like you or anything. <laughs> okay, see how true. many anime memes I can get in here. I'm a Sundari, you don't understand. Uh, it's, his new name is Sundari. It's just that... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, this is weird for me because I've never really tried to express this before. I, I like being around you, Lanris. I, I smile. At night, when we're all getting ready to go to bed, my heart is a little bit at ease. When I hear you guys come back from a mission and knowing that you guys are safe and that you specifically are safe. And this is new for me too. I've <laughs> not used to feeling this way about somebody. Usually it's wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. When you went to defend the generator, I was, you know, I, I was terrified. And that, that was the first place I wanted to go back to. That's just because you knew how important the generator was. No, I didn't. I have no idea how important the generator is, actually. I didn't even know it could explode. <laughs> Remind me not to put you in charge of our well, engineering division. Sorry, I, I joke when I'm nervous. <laughs> I feel like I'm 12, I'm sorry. I'm a gosh darn full-grown man, and I'm even like a still in school. I will lean in and kiss him. He will stab you. Ha, I was working for Comet the whole time. <laughs> he takes his mask off, he's Booker. <laughs> <laughs> He'll kiss you back, and after a little bit, he's actually going to stop both of you and be like, let's stop it here. Oh, uh, oh, oh, okay. You sure? <laughs> it's like you're halfway, like, your shirt's like halfway off. You sure? <laughs> I mean, yeah, me too. I was feeling the same way. <laughs> I want to, let's, let's make this real. I've, I've done what we're about to do a dozen times over, and it meant nothing. I want it to mean something. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. Have you been listening to Baron? No, goodness no. Please, have you? I've been forced to. Oh, my condolences. <laughs> I, I won't force anything. Does it make any sense? No, I, I, I kind of get it. Yeah. I'm all for trying new things. This whole time he's talking to you, he has a smile that you just like can't get rid of. <laughs> all right, then I'll, um, <laughs> like I stand up, <laughs> give him finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, God. Good, good night. Night, Banners. Sleep well. Have sweet dreams. I hope not. <laughs> it's another useless idiom, huh? <laughs> Whatever happened with that guy? I guess we took care of the doctor, huh? Yeah, that's all he wanted us to do. Look, I'm gonna go. <laughs> oh, all right, night laners. And he kind of yeah. puts his hands through his hair to fix his hair. <laughs> I go to the bathroom, then I go to sleep. Then I cry. <laughs> I cry myself to sleep. <laughs> no, I understand. You go to your bed. I didn't understand. <laughs> Victor, make a will safe. 21. All right, fine. You're not fatigued. You can get rid of your fatigue condition. However, you find yourself in a grass field, uh, kind of like a, almost like a little bit of a hill. And every little bit, something happens. And it is this, this tower, this broadcast radio tower is being built. And every little bit, you just see more of it kind of appear. It's almost like a time lapse of somebody working on it. You're only getting a picture once in a while. And there's something in the in the corner of your vision. Something that you can't quite see. It's like when you go to look at it, it moves with your eye, kind of like you have floaters. You ever had that happen to you before? Mm -hmm. 
and you just can't get a good look at it, but something just, just at the very edge of your vision, it's almost like a man. You can't get it. There's just no way you can get any detail on this, on this figure. And it almost kind of slowly comes off to your vision to disappear out of it. And this tower eventually finishes. And then you see a little town kind of start to appear around this tower with train tracks and uh, a couple houses and almost like a schoolyard. And, and there's some kids. Kids, children. You haven't seen children since you were a little boy yourself. Playing. And they're wearing clothes that your 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 friends would never have worn. They're out enjoying the sun. And in front of you is a table. And a phone. And it rings. You pick it up and you can hear something talking to you. Reading these numbers. And now tree roots begin spreading all around over the buildings, around the children, but nobody noticed it. These are fleshy tree roots, black tree roots, gross. Ink spreads everywhere, and you feel it. There's something right behind you. You have to turn around. You turn around, and right in your face is a pale, faceless face. And the screen goes like static. Your vision slowly fixes. All the flesh roots are gone, and a train comes by. You see the conductor's there, and it's going, Willoughby! Next stop of the trains, Willoughby! And then you wake up. Hey, Danny. Do you want to play some D&D tonight? Oh, I can't. My parrot's going to have open-heart surgery again. That sucks. Yeah, it's going to be super boring. Hang in there, Danny. She'll pull through. But remember, when you can't play, listen. At Tales from the Lich, we do our best to provide an immersive RPG play session with an ever-expanding library. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com Cold sweat, and it's the morning. I get up. I, uh... Just kind of stand in the room for a little bit, just thinking. I uh, get dressed. I go over to the door between mine and Landris's room, and I knock on it. Uh. Hey, uh, uh. you still sleeping? <laughs> Is that rhetorical? Nah, I'm sorry. I, uh, I had another dream. <laughs> I, like, throw something at the door because I'm too lazy to stand up and go open it. <laughs> okay. Uh, can I come in? Can you just open it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I had another dream. Sit down. Uh, I don't know if I can. Uh, I saw a tower being built. It's just yeah. a town, train, and a whole bunch of stuff, but Numbers I couldn't quite make out. Doesn't sound as bad as the other ones. No, it wasn't. I didn't get... stunned. I reach back at the back of my neck and I feel that sore. Is it still there? Has it gone down any? It's almost gone. Nothing like the last time happened. You're not getting any dreams? Nope. Why is this still happening to me? Um... 
I sit up a little bit. <clears throat> I don't know, you're more empathetic than I am as far as I could tell. Maybe that, I don't know. I did hear a, a name of a town, maybe, or a city, a region, I don't know, but... What was it? Willoughby. <sighs> Never heard of it. You see he is bleeding out of his nose. Oh, whoa, hey, uh... What? I, I look around for one of Kentaro's shirts. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, let me get that. Um, no, that was sweaty. What are you doing? <laughs> um, your, your your nose is bleeding. What? I reach under my nose and, like, feel it and look at it. Tilt your head back. Is it bleeding a lot? Or is it just, like, a you know... A lot. A lot? It started out slow, and now it's heavy. Hey, Victor? Mm-hmm. I want you to take one permanent negative level. Told you you didn't know, Caleb. Oh. <laughs> See, us leveling up doesn't matter at all. <laughs> you can just take those away. <laughs> hey, 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 I like, I like shoot up. Like, are you okay? You, you become, you become very unbalanced, and you have to like lean against the wall to not fall over. I don't know. Hey, hey, hey I, I, I like go to like a system and keep them up. Like, hey, sit, sit down, sit down. I sit down. To tilt your head back, I grab, like, I don't know, like, is there tissues in the room? Or sure, like, something. Yeah, I, I could have him hold against his nose, and I grab my communicator. Hey, we need uh, we need medical attention in my room, Victor's room. You hear Marcus return? Uh, I'll be right there. Vic, can you see me all right? Can you hear me okay? Uh, is my vision getting blurry or anything? Uh, I'd say everything's just a little muffled. It's hard to concentrate. Uh, I, I can kind of hear you. Just kind of see you. Uh, I don't know. Door opens up. Marcus comes in. What's going on? Uh, he his nose is bleeding. He woke up and he's been. I don't know. He there's. I, I don't know. Now here, move side, move side. You, you hear me there, Victor? Uh, you're fuzzy. How many fingers am I holding up? Three. Trick question. I wasn't holding any fingers. We had to kill him. We had to put him down. <laughs> he's just too far gone. It's like a, it's like a horse with a broken leg. We just it's a kindness. All right, well, that's... All right. Here, take this, and he gives you some pills. What... What is that? Just take it. Okay. Jeez Louise. He puts these little things that you stick up into your nose to stop the bleeding. All right, you'll look ridiculous, but this will help. What's going on? He's still having nightmares. Hmm. We should... Should we do another CAT scan? Uh, that machine's still pretty busted. <sighs> now, I think it's time to ask some more specific questions of our friend. All right, let's go to Medbay. Come on. Okay. Do I need help walking there, or you're actually you're beginning to quickly recover? Okay. I'll follow him to Medbay. Uh, as you go in, uh, Marcus pounds on the the chamber and kind of wakes Smitty up. It's like, ah, what? It's time for breakfast. No, it's time for you to give us some more answers. We're holding breakfast hostage. Ah. <sighs> Fine, what do you want to know now? What question that you haven't yet asked? The canister. Uh, what else about the canister? You people have a one-track mind. Why is Vic still having nightmares? Is he now? Why is it messing my head up? Hmm. M- making me bleed and... He had a pimple on his back last time. From the dream. Where the bee... Look, it's still there. The bee stunned me. I turn around and show him my neck. Oh... That's not good, Victor. What's a Willoughby? It's starting to manifest physically, huh? 
Don't say it. Come on. Generic words and pronouns without defining them at all. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you see, Victor, and Landris, you should pay attention to. Your condition is a very unique one. I have certain powers, obviously, that you know. And there was a magic I understood that even people in the home world had a very faint grasp on. I learned it from a man who kept it alive. There was very few of us who knew it was a, an ancient magic. It was a magic of knowledge. It's the way I can know so much about you. Give me a few minutes to look into your, a few seconds to look into your eyes, and I can know more about you than your mother does. And I have the ability to <clears throat> learn things. Could be things ancient, could be things recent. Always has a cost of some kind, so I don't use it all the time. But this thing that is happening to you is a category entirely different. It's a thing that I was warned not to look into when I learned this, when I was but a teenager. It was learned, if you do anything with this knowledge magic, never look into this. And this... This world that you're looking into, your mind is attempting to comprehend the, the unknowable geometry of the whirling infinite. And it's not doing a good job. And your mind is going to keep struggling to understand what it was presented with. And it's going to keep trying, even if it has to hurt itself. It's adapting, it's changing. But what your body doesn't know is it'll never be able to change enough. Okay, how do we make it stop? Now that, there's a tougher question. There's a question many men haven't been able to answer. Many men have gone crazy and died from what's happening to you. But can you answer it? You're not many men. You're a pretty special man. Oh, thanks, Victor. I didn't know you thought of me that way. You know what I mean. You've been through a lot. You've studied a lot. I have an idea. Okay, what is that? Can't be certain. You got it from the canister, right? Side effects of its condition. Canister... What was made inside of it was taken from that underwater structure from the home world. There is where you're going to find your answers. But I warn you, the answers won't come easy. Wait, are you saying the structure is like the crystal? I'm saying the crystal is reflecting the nature of what's in that structure. Things that shouldn't have been looked at were looked at. And people tried to understand something that no one could understand. It's a, you're an unfortunate bystander. People threw pesticides on a crop and you ate from it and didn't know. You didn't even know. Somebody made the food for you and gave it to you. How were you to know? It's not your fault. How come it's not happening to me? I doubt my mind could process anything better than Fix could. Fix everyone differently. What's to say it's not happening to you? What's to say tomorrow you won't just snap? The pressure. You keep putting pressure and pressure on a stick. Maybe it bends a little bit and you can see the difference. But then the snap comes all at once. You want help. You want to fix what's happening to you. You're going to get the answer at the same place you're going to get your answer about the nature of what's inside that canister. Lies at the bottom of an ocean. How are we supposed to get there? Are they actively researching this thing? Is there like a lab there? Or were they cleared out by whatever this thing is? I can take you there. I can't tell you what's there because I just don't know. I thought you've been there. I have been there. I don't know what they're doing with it now. I didn't know much of what they did with it before. I can take you there, but I can't tell you what you'll find. Maybe there's still people there, maybe there's not. 
Sounds to me like what they wanted was in that canister, so I don't know how much more reason they have to be there. And how would you get us there? Put me on a boat and I'll show you where to go. And what, we're just going to dive? No, there's, there's already a flotilla there that will take you down. I'm sure your little blue-haired friend wouldn't have a problem hacking the codes. What a terrible generic way to say that. <laughs> hacking the codes to the mainframe. <laughs> He's going to run an firewall. IP trace. <laughs> I'm sure your little blue-haired friend won't have any trouble hacking the system. You know, Landris, I think it's time we all start trusting each other a little bit more. And he kind of holds his hands up that are shackled. As your friend is so fond of saying, the situation has changed. I don't want your death anymore. I don't even want the gosh darn canister. The only thing that I want right now, the only thing that's in remotely in view of my world, is my daughter. Yeah, and what if someone threatens her and tells you to kill us? You're more vulnerable now. You're more of a danger. If something threatens her, I will not be turning on anyone else but the person who's doing the threatening. Mark my words. What if they get a hold of her and it's much easier to kill us? You underestimate my resolve. You you underestimate my ability to be vindictive. Didn't you hear the story? I didn't stop with the Kingdom of the North. I went across the whole world. And you said you weren't vindictive. I guess just like that branch, everyone has a point where they'll snap. The danger of somebody using me against you is the same danger as someone using anyone in this organization against anyone else. What makes me any different? You're harder to kill, that's for sure. I've been working with you. I've been answering your questions honestly and openly, and I've never lied even before you had my daughter. Landris, I can't keep doing this. Seeing these things, and it's killing me. You're saying you trust him, Vic? He's saying what he knows that nobody else no, is getting let, yet. let Vic talk for Vic. I'm tired of hearing you talk. When he says that all he cares about is his daughter, I, I believe that. Now he's got something to fight for. Before, he was he was a stranger in a strange land. He he didn't care about this place. He didn't care about us. He'd kill us all. He didn't care. Now he has something he does care about, and he doesn't want her here, I'm pretty sure. He'll help us get out. I believe that. He'll help us figure this out. and That structure, that... I mean, aren't you curious about it? Don't you want to know what's there? Of course, but we, that doesn't... Just because... He could take us to it, doesn't mean we have to let him free. Baron, if you got back to your world in whatever time frame it is now, what what would you do? You you and Hope make it back. The first and only thing I would do was travel as far as I needed to to just see the shadow that my wife would cast. Do you understand? I've been living in a hopeless world. And for a moment now, I'm resented. With the smallest amount of hope. But any amount is enough for me. And you're learning a lesson. You're learning it very hard. And it's a lesson humans have always learned better than you elves. You're running out of time. I'll help you. I'll get you to that place. I'll help you learn everything you need to know about the stupid canister. And whatever else it's tied to. I'll stick with you if it, if it helps hope. And it helps us accomplish whatever the ring had meant us to do. To get me back. If it gets your people back in the process, why not work together? Hope has already seen me in chains. She's already heard about what I do. I have no desire to further perpetuate the myth in her mind. I walk away. I'm kind of like just holding my head and thinking and I just, I just walk away. Baron looks at you, Victor. 
Would you do anything different if you were locked in this cage and it was your daughter out there? I don't... I don't know. I don't know what that feels like. Yes, you do. Look at you, Victor. Right now you're in a cage looking through glass, looking through bars at your wife that you can't touch or talk to. You reunite me with my family. And you have my word. I'll, I'll do my darndest to get you back to yours. Marcus, we need to get Tally in here. Everybody in here. All right. He uses communicator. Everyone, group meeting. He looks at you like you right in, like straight in the eyes and goes, in the auditorium. We're taking him. Well, how about we discuss what to do with him, not in front of him. All right. As you leave, like Baron locks eyes with you, Victor. And you leave, and everybody gathers up in the auditorium. What's the meaning of this, Marcus? You don't call meetings anymore. I called the meeting. You see Koa, like, stretches out. Oh, you didn't even let me have breakfast yet. Can we, can we save important decisions and meetings after breakfast? I haven't had breakfast yet, either. I haven't had my coffee. and You know how important that is to me. Victor, you look pale. Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. I had another nightmare last night. Dream, whatever you want to call it. I've had several since Dr. DeSocio opened that canister. And I'm tired of it. It's killing me, and I don't want to do that anymore. And Baron has given us some information recently about where that canister came from. There's a structure under the ocean that came from the homeworld. That canister came from there. It was shipped there to the docks, and that's where our company picked it up and carted it over until we were attacked. I want to go there. I want to see what's there. I want answers. Marcus says, I think this is the best lead we've gotten yet. And I think if any of us are still wanting to do any missions that matter, this is along the line of what we've been doing this whole time. We need everybody's help here. This is going to be a, I'm a Subi, this is going to be a team effort. I just want to know what you guys think. Koba leans forward and says, There's something more here, Victor. You seem pretty serious at just pitching a new mission to us. What are you hiding from us? I think this might get us back to the homeworld. Or give us answers to how to get back there. Everyone gets very serious. I'm not making any promises. I, I don't know that for sure, but it just sounds like the best lead. Tally gets up and says, I think y'all need to hear about what Hope had to say yesterday. And she, she debriefs everything that happened to the whole crew. So, if she's to be believed, if we do this, if we follow what this force has set up for us to do, it's possible. And learning that this structure exists, listen, I've never had any ill will towards our elderly leader, but I think it's clear that he's been holding stuff back from us. You hear Targo, well then let's do it. We'll crack a few heads, break open into a facility, maybe fire off my grenade launcher finally. Cool with it. And everyone seems pretty uh, pretty positive with the idea. Manris, you... Oh yeah, but uh, how are we getting there? Well, I might be able to help us out there. I've had a pretty crazy idea, and now I think it sounds less crazy. How you all like to go on a boat trip? Who's saying this? Tally. Listen, this place is compromised. Obviously, they know we're here. Sooner or later, the police are going to figure it out too, alright? 
I'm surprised after all the explosions, they haven't already knocked on our door. So I was thinking, let's sell the place and let's buy a boat and let's make that our base of operations. We'll get a big boat. And, sorry, Marcus, but the truth is, I don't think any of us feel very comfortable having everything in your name. By the boat, we're out of that string, as it were. She kind of nervously is not looking at Marcus as she's saying this. All right, th- this place might be a crapshoot, but at least it can't sink. <laughs> uh, someone cat afraid of water? Uh, I'm afraid of being out in the ocean after being attacked, yeah. At least I can run away here. I think it should, there's some downside. It's not a perfect place, but I think it's uh, it's positives outweigh the negatives of being here. And I'll get a, I'll get us to the we can we can go wherever we want. We can go to the uh, the underwater structure and we get the verber back going on it. We do missions all around the city and not have to worry about you know being tracked. Wouldn't it be easier to find us out in the ocean? No, no. If we're just one of a thousand boats on the docks, same that follows the uh, vertebrate back, and we're already out of the docks. I think it's better than a stationary building under Marcus's name. All you need to do is learn Marcus. So who's buying the boat? How are we going to do that? We can figure something out. Maybe we can get some sort of weird, uh, maybe actually make this a real corporation that can actually do stuff. Uh, work out the logistics. I'm kind of excited for this. I think sounds cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm game. Marcus looks at you and says, well, Victor, you're going to tell him the worst part. <sighs> We need to take Baron with us. In fact, he's got to help help us out. He's got to work with us. He's going to show us how to get there. You f- like you hear uh, Targo, you finally get him to talk. Yeah. Just keep him talking. What Victor is saying is that we need to take him out of the cage. Yeah. Let me get this straight, Guitaro says. The guy who tried to kill all of us almost succeeded at killing one of our members or... I guess new members, we want to let him out of the cage that stops him from murdering and our faces. And what reason do you possibly have that that's a good idea? I don't have a good reason. At least you won't think it is. Try me. I believe him when he tells us that he's not gonna kill us. On what possible grounds? I, I just want to point out that the last person you trusted changed their attitude, literally tried to stab you in the back. <laughs> point, point taken. Discredit that guy was a maniac who decided to fight a battle without any armor. It was a lady gripply with long flowing blonde hair. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. That was a wig. We we know it was a wig. No, no. <laughs> I didn't I didn't say you were gonna like it. I, I believe him. If you don't trust me, that's fine. I mean I can't I can't Tally speaks up. I think we all trust you, Victor. It's not about trusting you. I, I know, but he's got something to lose now. Before, he didn't. He had he had nothing here. No ties, no bonds. He didn't care about us. He didn't care about this place. He didn't care about himself. But now he cares about one thing. And he will fight. And I think he would even die for that one thing. And it sounds like she's on our side. Well, her bloodline doesn't have a history of level-headedness. You can't blame her for what her father did. I'm not. I'm just pointing it out. The choice is up to all of you, but I'm going to try to get there. I take it, Lannerus, you're not for this? I I don't care anymore. I'm tired of talking to Baron. I'm tired of talking about Baron. 
It, I, would, I just don't want it to be in my hands. I don't care what you do with him anymore. It's just not going to be my decision. I trust Vic. Gintaro, like, looks at you, Lanerus, and he goes, I trust Vic, too. Kind of gives you a little nod of camaraderie. God, being so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a little heart shape with his fingers. <laughs> and then he blows it to you. Take out my phone and start texting him. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Lanerus, do you make me take that away from you? All right? <laughs> You can have it after class. <sighs> All right, Ty says. We're going to go with you on this one, Victor. You really believe that solidly? Yeah. You get the boat. And uh, we'll start working on plans. Uh, storming the castle, you know. Here, Marcus, go. This is this is uh, completely unacceptable. We all sacrificed too much to put him in a cage, and now because Victor believes in him, we're gonna keep him. We're gonna let him out. And you hear Tally gets very stern and goes, "It's because of Victor's word that you're still around." And Marcus shuts his mouth. He goes, "Fine." He takes the keys and he throws them to you, uh, Victor. I catch them. You're so keen on it. If he's gonna kill somebody, you must be the first one. Hey, Marcus. Enough. All right. I head out, and I go to the med bay. Okay. He looks up at you. I stare at him for a second. I look into his eyes. You begin getting... You get a little bit hazy, and you almost see, like, celestial bodies in his eyes, and then you kind of shake out of it. (sighs) This is all on me. Uh, You know that, right? Kind of nods. I don't... Hope you don't make me a liar or a fool. I walk over to him. And I undo his bonds. He stands up, and now that you're right next to him, you realize how tall he is. And he kind of looks down at you, and he kind of rub, rubs his wrists, and he puts his hand out to shake your hand. I hesitate for a moment, but then I shake his hand. He gives it a firm shake, and he says, Then you're the man I'm making my deal with. I will help you get back to your wife, because you're helping me get back to mine. Deal. Deal. He walks over to stuff and he grabs his... He put, grabs everything. He puts like the armor back on, the, the ratty burnt clothes, the, his, his uh, uh, flail back on. He puts the coin. He actually kind of lingers in the coin a little bit, puts it in his pocket, and, uh, and grabs his spell book, puts it in his inner jacket pocket. Kind of stretches his neck. Let me tell you, I am just starving. Over... The next couple days, uh, uh, that kind of stuff's going to happen. She's going to purchase a boat, and you guys are going to be moving all this crap onto the boat. However, in these next couple days, you guys can have different kind of interactions if you want. Hope and Valerian actually are spending a lot of time together. Most people are staying away from Valerian, though, most of your crew. And Hope, slowly over time, is beginning to uh, kind of open up to Valerian. But I did see uh, that you had on the chat here that you wanted to talk to Hope alone. Mm-hmm. So, Victor, you want to go talk to her? Mm-hmm. I do. So, I find her out um, where she doesn't have a lot of people around her. Okay. Hey, uh, Hope. Uh, hey. What is the home world like? <laughs> she laughs a, a very sweet kind of laugh. Um, it was great. A lot brighter than here. Cities like, like here? They're cities, uh, not one quite like this. Especially with something floating above it. You're kind of on the balcony of Stein's old room. Mm-hmm. For listeners at home, uh, Hope is wearing tan pants with a nice black tank top with some frills at the top. 
She's holding a glass of alcohol. Her hair is blowing in the wind. She's an alcoholic. I know she's drank a lot since she's been here. Hey, maybe maybe you shouldn't judge until you've walked a mile in her war-torn shoes. Yes. I'm sure she has trouble walking a mile. <laughs> <laughs> One negative. Oh. <laughs> you can have kids there, right? <laughs> uh, me? No, I can't. <laughs> I mean, but everybody can just, it's just. Yes, everyone else can. There's nothing stopping it. No. No, we didn't build any sort of generator to stop. We got enough land. Matter of fact, after this war, we, we, we need quite the repopulating. Farms? Yeah, farms. Real food. Real alcohol. She takes a drink. I like working with my hands and building stuff. And They could use you now. We gotta rebuild every city. <laughs> Listen to me speaking like the war is actually won. What happened with all that? Well, I suppose right now, or relatively speaking... My dad's armies are still walking across the globe, destroying everything that never was. And our best chance of defeating him is long gone. Everything's been destroyed so low, every army so decimated, there's nothing left. Killing my dad wasn't stopping the war. Killing my dad was because me and people that were with me had a personal vendetta against him. It was nothing. had nothing to do with the war. This empire was everywhere? Pretty much. wasn't a lot of land. The last thing that really stood... Between them and the world was the North, and, well, that didn't go so well. What happened there? Uh, it depends on who you ask. The mainstay of it is, is one night they came and they, middle of the night during a time of peace, killed a bunch of official members of Empire government and police, and my dad retaliated, and that was the beginning of the end. And the person we were fighting against was a lunatic, a crazy woman. So... War just kept going on. She didn't know when she was beaten. Then she did the dumbest thing anyone in the universe ever did and killed my mother. I guess that was the real beginning of the end. What happened to her? Uh, well, that's, that's a weird thing, that is. She, my dad, when my mom died, he stopped caring about casualties and he just, like, that was holding him back, right? It's hard to fight a war when you, you want to dodge certain areas and now he just marched straight across with a fire in front of them. They had a lot of... Sorry, I, there's just so much details I can tell you. Just know that they were, they they had a lot of fey. Do you, does your the world know what fey means? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've heard about them. Sure, right. So tied to nature. And so he was burning forests and marching up and destroying everything she had. And uh, there's a while, there was a point when they just stopped fighting back. And when he marched in deep into their territory... He found them all dead. I think it's something that bothered my dad till the day he died. Is that we never really learned what happened. Mass suicide was obviously the first thought. But that's not what the soldiers reported back. They reported that after a long investigation figuring out what was happening. That the best we could figure she had tried to release some sort of weapon. And the way the weapon worked was it was just knowledge of the weapon that would activate it. So I think when she tried to release it on us, she accidentally released it on her people. So once we figured out that it was knowledge of the weapon that activated it, my dad stopped investigating. Matter of fact, he just killed every soldier that was investigating just to make sure it wouldn't spread. I think that's part of why my dad was so angry. He didn't get to get the vengeance himself. Yeah. Sounds kind of like the thing in the canister. Yeah, it was like that, but different. There's these, these claw marks... 
and there were buildings everywhere, and people were killed in all sorts of vicious ways, and that you couldn't. There was no like outside. You couldn't see what was doing it. What 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 would have caused it? All the sort of evidence that would be left around if somebody jabbed a sword through your stomach just wasn't there. It was a very strange thing, and it's an annoying mystery that is just better left unsolved. Lest you let it out again, I guess. Yeah. I want to get get to your world. Well, let's get to my world a couple hundred years back. Or just a couple years back, huh? Really was a beautiful place before it was all burned. How long have your people been here? You told me, but I've, I've forgotten. 350 years? 350 years. Well, that's what we're told. Huh. I can see why you guys would forget. I don't know if it's forgetting or just being lied to. I'm not really trusting everything that... You guys have wars here? She takes another drink. Not wars like you know. There's gangs here that cause problems, but... Good. What? It's like, good. At least there's one world that doesn't have to experience war. My world experience enough for both of us. She takes another drink. Mm. You really have no clue what it's like. No offense. It's more than a battle. It's more than a gang. It's. It was so bad to see it. So many people get together to try to stop something, and they just from the they couldn't see it from the start. Me and my crew, we could see it. We knew it was it was a hopeless battle, but they didn't see it. They kept fighting, thinking there was a chance. One of our biggest battles was to defend the city. The city, I think, was Tanlu, and all these nations came together. The people that were left over from that northern nation, and and and, and powerful wizards, and people from nations that that had. Never fought wars for anyone else but themselves. Got together to try to defend the city. And they just... The army walked over them. Like you and I would just walk through a field of grass. You didn't even care what leaves or things you trampled. If it was anything else, any sort of traditional army, there would have been a success. But as many of those machines you knocked down, there was just a, there was always just at least one more right over the horizon. I've walked through grass, but only in my dreams. Leaning over the rail, she goes... So you guys really built a generator to stop yourselves from reproducing? <laughs> well, I didn't. I hate that thing. Yeah? Any plans to take it down? Any plans to have somewhere else to live? Why don't you guys build a bunch of boats to live on them? I don't make the decisions. We're gonna go live on a boat. Haven't you heard? <laughs> yeah, they were telling me. And our plan is to... get out of this place. At least, that's what we're hoping. I'm going to get my wife, and we're going to leave. My parents, too, I hope, but... Well, I can see your people haven't been without their hard times. You know what they say about hard times, right? Some idiom, probably. I don't know. I'm not good with them. <laughs> yep. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. You know what weak men make? Hard times. Hard times. Or are you guys in that cycle right now? Oh, I'm not having a good time. <laughs> Must be a strong man, then. I hope. Thanks uh, for telling me about all that. Yeah, sure. Anytime. It's a nice place to think about. There's more than fields and forests, so you should, I'll tell you some more about it later, some of the crazy stuff we have. Or you have. It's your world, right? You are uh, okay with me releasing your dad, right? Yeah, I am. The more I've been talking to him, the more... Oh, I don't know. She looks out into the city. Miss some of what I didn't get with my dad. A lot of time I kind of felt like an abandoned child, at least towards the end. It's kind of nice getting some of that back. <laughs> he wants to just jump into it like nothing happened, but 
don't know, something kind of sweet about that, I guess. You've, you know him better than anybody, and you've, did I make the right decision? Guess time will tell. Yeah. I know one thing, it's one step closer to getting that picture, and I think that's our best lead right now. Maybe you shouldn't drink too much of that. Oh, don't worry, I can hold my own versus the best of them. I may look thin, but uh, not a lot of people get to know too much about Nekogen, so they didn't get to figure out uh, how much we can pack down. Too much about, about what? Oh, me. It's the name of my race. I'm one of a kind. Somehow I don't get to reproduce. Dad wished me into existence. There's no one else like me. Oh. Do you look like you or like Dad? I'm the only one that gets to fit in between. So you were wished into existence? You didn't... I mean, did your mother carry you? She did. I think they wished they could conceive. They wasted no time, and nine months later, there I was. Born to a happy mom and dad. Didn't know in 20 years things would go so bad. Things were pretty good for the first half. Mom was a very loving mother. Well, I got a lot lot to take care of, I guess. Thanks for talking to me. Anytime. In comes Lanaris. I mean, uh, Vic probably sees me walking up. Oh, hey, hey, bud. Hey, I look at Hope. Like, I kind of look at her sternly. Ever since I found out that she was Baron's daughter, like, I haven't, like, smiled at her or really joked with her. It's she, been mostly she, she that. She takes a cup and gives it to her tail, which, unlike your tails, is uh, prehensile, I think is the word. It, it grabs, and she can do things with it. She gets a better tail? <laughs> Overpowered. Please nerf. <laughs> she looks at you almost like you can eh, roll, roll a perception check. I'm going to break my rule. My rule is never make a perception check if you want somebody to see it anyway, but eh, I'll do it this time. We'll see. 24. Okay, well, that was relevant. Um, you, uh, she almost kind of, uh, tightens her fist a little bit. Almost like she's getting ready for a fight. And now you think about it, you think she kind of always does that around you. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it's just her reaction because she's had a fight her whole life and she can easily see that you have beef with her or who knows what it is. She's, and I want to be clear, this is not her, like, getting ready, she's getting ready to fight you, like, she's putting her fists up. Right. But you can just see, like, she very on purposely had both her hands free. Kind of like survival instinct. Look, uh, Hope. Hey, Landris. My, uh... You don't mind if I call you by your name, your first name, do you? That That's fine. My, uh, distrust and general disgust toward your father probably is rubbing off on me because of, in regards to you. So, if I ever seem unforthcoming, that's probably why. She smirks with half her face and goes... I promise you to have everyone here. I'm the only one, I'm the one who can understand it the most. So let, let me ask you something. Can you describe this in your world terms? And I hand her the bow. Let me see. She kind of left it. She, she's feeling it. You can see she is she's skilled. She's had she's held the bow before. And she's kind of feeling the weight of it and goes kind of smells it. And goes, wow. How do you keep the smell there? Um, I uh, just kind of keep general maintenance of it i think it's i don't know my grandfather gave it to me it's like a heirloom she kind of looks at you and, and holds it in front of herself and goes i thought you guys told me there is no magic in this world oh what do you mean your dad's magic she tosses it back to you that wood was made from a living tree that wood was made from a tree and that bow is magical a, a tree in Yes, a, a living tree that can walk around and talk around like you or me. It's real feeling, a real soul. There's huh. magic inside the wood of that bow. 
it makes it, it's through it and it's in it and it's around it and it's inseparable from it. Was that, is killing trees for their wood stuff frowned upon? Only if the tree was a good tree. I, I never had the thought of a bad tree before. No. <laughs> Walking around the forest and you'll find out very quickly that you might need to defend yourself. You could see whole forests moving. I guess to you that sounds like anything else, but that's not normal. <laughs> I always wanted to see a forest. Pretty nice. Vic got to see one, kind of. There are bees in the forest? Some forests, yeah. I don't like bees. <laughs> I don't think many people do. Forests are nice, especially on a hot day. Long day of battling. Get under their shade. Nothing better than a forest to relax under. Remember, before the war, we used to have all these fancy things, which after you kind of realize how stupid it is with this decadence, but eh, it is what it was. We used to make the sweet liquid is syrup you make it out of trees well you get it from them well you like Fruits. grind them up no no it comes out of them it's like sap it's kind of like the blood of a tree it's actually really creepy now that i'm kind of thinking about it that way you guys are really cruel to trees no the trees they're not not most of them aren't alive i mean they're alive <laughs> but they don't have a soul very difficult to explain to somebody who hasn't been there i'm, I'm now realizing i'm like but, scratching my head it's like algae. You're not upset at killing the algae, right? Just like that. Algae's alive, but... Algae's not... alive? Oh. Um, no. It is not at all alive. Anyway. But that bow's very old. I mean, obviously, you know, it's at least 350 years. You know, there's a couple things you could do to that. I mean, I could do to that. Like what? I mean, my dad was a magician. My mother was a magician. Passed down to me. Got it in the blood. <laughs> Believe me, we were all three very different kinds of magicians. I, uh, huh? It's always been the same as long as I've had it. You want? Give me a couple supplies that hopefully your world has. I could do an incantation or two and, uh, beef it up for you. Could you show me? Mm, a little difficult to teach, but I could do it. Well, we could definitely work together if you're good at making bows. I'm good at magic. Work together, we can make that thing better. I mean, if you want. Yeah, Maybe it's just give... the soldiers in me. I always want to have the, my weapon in top shape. Yeah, I don't know what's coming, so I'd prefer to have uh, all the firepower I can get. Be happy to help you. Well, I guess if you captured my dad, I guess you guys at least know how to use it somewhat, huh? <laughs> I've been using it for uh, 40-something years now. Must be pretty good at it. Three years is a lot of practice. I haven't even lived that long. <laughs> how old are you? I'm 20. I think there's a certain point where you stop counting. Yeah, we don't know how long you're in the uh, the rock. That's true. But I mean... After a while, you just worry about how to get through the next day and survival and tactics and crap. Where are you getting all this alcohol? I didn't know we had this much. Uh, Kobo showed me. She had a stash. Is she holding out on us? I guess so. She will not leave me alone about dyeing my hair. Yeah, how do you feel about it being white? I'm shocking at first, but I think I kind of like it. I'll dye it brown when I get back to the homeworld. It's not, uh, it's not too unusual here. No. My wife has white hair. Good. Glad I don't stick out. <laughs> no, I I do care about the home world, but I I care about this place too. You know, I never said I didn't care about this place. I mean, I think for for me, this place takes priority. She nods her head. I get it. It's your home. We all want to fight, do whatever we can to protect our home. I envy you. You still have that desire. You still see it's still a possibility for you. This place isn't so bad. It must look pretty gruff. Pretty bleak. A lot of reds. Very dark. Everybody loves red. 
Yeah, you guys misunderstood me. When I said everybody likes red, I meant the color, not the character. Hopefully you get to see some of the uh, the good parts of it, like Red's concerts. Let's go. Is it true you've really found ways to cure every disease? Well, except for your negative levels. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, most of them. I mean, sometimes new ones come through, but they get figured out real quick. I still... Getting used to seeing you people around with metal attached to your skin. That one girl, um, what's Shiva. her name? Shiva. Man, she's. Is there anything left of her that's not metal? Yeah. It wasn't by choice. Oh. Uh, no? No. It's a pretty sore subject for her. Oh, I'm glad I haven't brought it up then. Yeah, don't. Don't do that. Usually, uh, you know, you can't have too many of the metal parts put on, your body will reject it. She's a special case. I think a lot of ways, home is where we are. The past couple of years when I was just living wherever we could as we made inch by inch closer to the heart of my dad's empire to get to him. You know, home was where you were. It was that tent at that moment. My place of origin wasn't relevant. I think it's relevant is only where we choose to be together. But if you have that choice, where do you choose? Does it really matter? It's the stinger, huh? I just thought my war was over. Uh, she takes a sip of the cup from her tail. Now I'm in a whole new one. You might even get to fight your own war twice. You don't know how hard we fought to get to that palace. I'm exhausted. I have a bit of a clue. I'm tired. Yeah, you probably should go get some rest. I don't know how much rest will take care of this kind of tired. Tired of fighting. Tired of drink drinking? No, no. That's one of the few things us soldiers figured out helps cope, you know. Just uh, tired of getting close to people and then watching them die. And about four seconds into a battle that we were never going to win. You learn not to attach, I suppose. So, Landris, maybe I'll have to apologize to you later for holding you at a distance for so long. I, I promise not to die in four seconds. You made the right decision regarding my father. Yeah. I I didn't choose anything. I looked into his eyes, and that's not the same man that I had to put down. Just not. There's still something there. Still, <laughs> still spark a hope. That's what my dad didn't have in the other world. She was gone forever. He tried everything to bring her back, and nothing would work. Here, I think he has that hope of seeing her again. It makes him different. Night and day. I guess we'll see. I hope you're right. Yeah, me too. I probably walk off. Yeah, you get some rest, okay? Alright. Anyone else you want to talk to in this time where you're getting ready to transfer to the boat? I guess the first night. I do go and knock on Kentaro's door again. He opens it up. Hey, look, yeah, it's cool. You want to take stuff slow and all. Um, But uh, the way I see it, uh, Baron can't murder us both at the same time in our sleep. He smiles. Hi, Landris. Happy night to you. Come in. Yeah. <laughs> he closes the door. Uh, he pushes you up against the wall. Oh. And he says, what if I've changed my mind? About? About wanting to take it slow. Oh, uh, that, that'd be good as well. <laughs> that would also be acceptable <laughs> as well. Also, too. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I like look at the wall. I'm like, is this your way of showing it? He puts his hands on your hips, and he puts his he puts his forehead right against your forehead, and looks at your eyes. 
Things have been so crazy. Why don't we find a way to relax? That'd be nice. His hands go to undo your, your pants. And then you hear the loudest sound you've ever heard in your life as a train bursts through the room. And it stops, and you're you're shocked, you're taken aback by it, and you kind of fall backwards. Victor, you hear Kintaro call out, Victor? Victor, come here! Victor, there's something wrong! Uh, Landris, you see it, and the train stops, and out comes this conductor. And and, and you don't even know what to think. This is the... the you, your, your brain is not doing that thing where it does, where it says, this train should not be in this room. This is a stupid thing and crazy. Your brain is accepting it. And you kind of turn your head, and the guy looks at you and goes, Willoughby, next stop, Willoughby, you got your ticket? And, and you reach into your pocket, and you, and you pull out the ticket. Willoughby, ticket for one. And you hand it to him, he looks at it, and he stamps, and he goes back to you, he goes, All right, all aboard, last stop. And, and you get ready to go in. Victor, as you go in, you see um, Kentaro is, like, freaking out. Landris is, is uh, walking around, and he can see he's... Both his nostrils, blood is just pouring out. He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't want to touch him or wake him. Aren't you not supposed to wake sleepwalkers or something? I don't, I don't really know what's going on right now. Is this what was happening to you? Was he asleep? Uh, no. Get, get his head back and hold his nose. And I called for Marcus. Landris, you, you go over there and you're about to enter the train. And the, the conductor goes, hey, you know where you're going? Victor. Landris turns to you and he says, yeah, will it be? The next stop is Willoughby. And Lanris steps out of the window. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. And if you want to support me and my indie game development company, Raconteur Games, consider purchasing our first game now available on Steam called Close Order. Thank you so very much, and I hope you've enjoyed the show.